The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of on-demand audio for the whole family. Your kids or grandkids can listen to the popular radio drama Adventures in Odyssey and two-minute Bible stories called Quick Sticks whenever it suits you. Whether you're in the car for a few minutes or for a longer trip, these two programs will keep the kids entertained. New episodes are added every weekday in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As you know, when there are disasters and crises that happen around the world, there are humanitarian aid organizations that respond. They do their best to meet the needs of people who are suffering injury, disease, and oftentimes wounds, even from artillery fire or gunshots. Well, one of those organizations that works in a number of dangerous and politically sensitive spots around the world is Samaritan's Purse. Joining us to talk through some of the issues that organizations like this face, Abby McFarlane back with us. She's Crisis Director with Samaritan's Purse. Abby, welcome back to 2020. Thanks so much for having me, Neil. Abby, we were talking just recently about the circumstances there with the Rohingya refugees fleeing Myanmar across the border into Bangladesh. And they've come from very dangerous places and they've come into circumstances that are even quite unstable. You guys at Samaritan's Purse are working a lot in a lot of very unstable environments, especially politically and sometimes uh, with levels of violence that, that, that might actually make some people think twice. Absolutely. I think one of the hearts of Samaritan's Purse is to go where nobody else will go, um, to help people who are in the deepest, darkest ditches of life. And as the Good Samaritan did in the Bible, he crossed to the other side of the street um, to meet that man in the ditch and to meet his physical needs. And Samaritan's Purse really has a heart to cross to the other side of the world, um, in most cases, to stand beside people in those ditches and meet their physical but also their spiritual needs in that moment. And so I think for us, um, we're not hindered by those situations. Um, we had full force into those situations um, to try to help those who may not have a voice in those situations but who still need that assistance and that care at that time. Now, while we mention groups like the Rohingyas fleeing Myanmar into Bangladesh, there's a number of other quite sensitive spots that you're working right now. Tell us about the the issues that you're facing perhaps in Cambodia. Yeah, so... Currently, we've had an office in Cambodia for over 10 years, and so obviously we've seen that nation grow and change um, over the years, and currently at the moment, um, they're facing a new um, national election in the next couple of months. And so obviously there, with the national election, there can be tensions, um, but Samaritan's Purse is still there, and we're still working alongside those people in the country that need assistance. Um, and we try not to get involved in the political situations. We try not to comment on them or um, get involved in any way, but keep focused on the fact that despite everything that's happening from a political standpoint, there are still people, there are still the population um, of that nation that need assistance. And so um, 
if we can do that, we're going to do that um, in a way that obviously um, honors Christ in everything that we do and shines Christ um, through the things that we do and we say in those situations. And the project that you've got going in Cambodia, you're trying to tap water into rural homes. Uh, clearly yes. that makes a difference to every family that works their own plot of ground. It's amazing, actually. I was in Cambodia last week and had the privilege of seeing this project. And I've travelled to Cambodia for the last seven years and I've never, ever seen um, a tap in a rural house in Cambodia and the first time I got to go into a house and see um, a beneficiary, a woman, turn the tap on in her house. And the joy that she had when she turned the tap on was unlike, I don't know, any joy that I have ever seen in my whole entire life. The fact that she actually had clean water in her house from a pipe and from a tap is amazing. And so, yeah, we're doing this project. It's a phenomenal project, which is um, working to provide household water to um, communities, um, particularly with the aim of preventing um, illegal migration um, across the border into Thailand. Because if people have access to water, they also have the ability um, to grow vegetables and crops and keep animals in order to keep them in Cambodia um, and prevent them being taken advantage of in Thailand. So it's an amazing project, very proud of it and very proud of our team there that are working on it. Another sensitive area in Nepal where you've responded to a number of crises that have happened in Nepal, including that huge earthquake. But they've got uh, an interesting developing political situation there too uh, with some real sensitivity when it comes to anti-conversion laws that they're implementing. Uh, Is it difficult sometimes for organisations like Samaritan's Purse to get into places like that or is it because you do such good work you're usually welcomed with open arms? Um, for Samaritan's Post, most of the ways that we um, get invited into a country is through a crisis or a disaster. And so in this instance, we're invited into Nepal as a result of the earthquake and as a result of our reputation when it comes to international um, crisis um, and relief. And so, um, But once we do the disaster response, there are still ongoing needs. The nation still needs to be rebuilt, those affected still need to gain assistance. There's no end date, really, to when um, that complete crisis is going to be solved. And so Samaritan's Press, in this instance, has set up a country office there um, in order to continue to help rebuild the nation. Um, And as I've mentioned before, we try not to get involved in the political situation. Obviously, um, we're respectful of um, the government policies and procedures there and try to act in accordance with those um, rules and regulations, but at the same time um, trying to do the best work that we possibly can for the people of Nepal. And so as a result of the earthquake, um, a majority of their schools were actually destroyed. Um, And so Samaritan's Purse is working to rebuild, um, I think at this point we're up to almost 20 schools in Nepal using um, an anti-shock proof technology. So these schools, hopefully, if another earthquake happens again, um, won't actually be destroyed and we'll be able to provide education for children ongoing. So 20 schools under construction or have already been completed in Nepal. Now, another country that you're working in, and uh, this one not so much on the level of disaster care, but uh, literacy in the land of Liberia. What's happening there? 
Yeah, so after the Ebola crisis there a couple of years ago, obviously there is a lot of work that we're doing um, around um, Ebola and around helping those survivors of Ebola, um, of, of Ebola get back on their feet um, because there's a, a lot of um, ostracism around that with those people um, because if they were infected with Ebola, there is a fear that they are still infected with Ebola. So we're, our office there is still working on Ebola prevention programs and supporting Ebola survivors, but we're also looking at starting a literacy program, working in primary schools in Liberia, um, using storytelling and um, storybooks, working alongside another organisation called the Desir Foundation um, to continue to develop that over the year to hopefully then launch um, storybooks written by children in Liberia um, to then distribute that throughout the Liberian education system um, to be able to promote um, oral tradition, um, also increase literacy through reading and writing, um, and then also encourage children to listen to other children and their stories and to learn from them, um, which is a great program. Something so simple as getting children to write their own stories um, has an amazing um, impact on literacy but also on cultural preservation. Abby, it sounds to me like when Samaritan's Purse arrives in a disaster situation and meets those needs, you don't like to leave the nation without making a footprint there. And you're doing some wonderful work there, whether it's a literacy program or constructing schools or taking tap water into rural homes, amazing things that you're doing. I know that you have a lot of people on your volunteer list, people who will go into disaster situations and help when a crisis happens. But I'm sure you're always looking for more people to be on those lists, people who can be on call, people with skills who can be ready to go when a disaster comes. What sort of skills would you be hoping that people might respond to and uh, to make connection with you at Samaritan's Purse? So we're looking for anybody, first of all, who has a heart to serve those people in greatest need um, with an um, view of sharing Christ and sharing the hope that we have found in Christ. Um, But we're looking specifically for people who may have building experience, um, maybe have admin experience or finance experience, people who have experience in engineering, whether that's water engineering or civil engineering. Um, We're looking for people who may have had experience in flight operations or... um, managing um, operations of the ground or logistics because Samaritan's Purse has um, a couple of planes which we use to be able to rapidly respond to disasters. And so we need people with expertise in flight operations. We need expertise in warehousing, in distribution. Um, So if any of those skills apply to you, please go onto our website, samaritanspurse.org.au and um, fill in an application. We're also looking for medical personnel. So from... um, you know, logistics at a medical um, facility, administration, all the way down through to surgeons, anaesthetists, GPs, nurses, surgical nurses, um, physiotherapists. Um, we have a whole field hospital which can deploy, which is pr- 
pretty much a trauma hospital. Um, so we're needing all sorts of medical personnel to be able to staff that as well. So again, we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to see how we can utilise your skills to help people in developing nations and in crises. Certainly a lot of diverse skills required to be able to meet the needs when there is a crisis. And I'll point people to the website, samaritanspurse.org.au. Abby McFarlane is the Crisis Director with Samaritan's Purse. That's samaritanspurse.org.au. Abby, uh, honour to you and to all the team at Samaritan's Purse. Thanks so much for sharing your heart again with us today on 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.